Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Bob Carlson. He's the editor of the monthly newsletter and website called Retirement Watch. He's also written several books, including one called The New Rules of Retirement, another one called Personal Finance After 50 for Dummies. Welcome to the Money Answer Show, Bob. Thank you. Good to be here. Just give us a little bit of your background. You've done these books, you do the newsletter, but just give us a little bit of your background in leading into doing these things. You know, I was trained as an attorney and an accountant, and uh, after a while I decided I wanted, I was specializing in tax, and I decided I wanted to do something broader than, than tax, so I, I looked into to personal finance, and I started doing a, uh, an, I was actually doing a newsletter on taxes, and I got a lot of questions about retirement issues, and I looked around, and there was uh, nothing for people to, to, to refer people to. So I started uh, this newsletter, Retirement Watch, almost 30 years ago, and uh, we've, had, we've had a good response to it. We try to cover uh, all the different uh, aspects of retirement finances and uh, try to give an independent, objective look at things. We're not selling anything. We're not affiliated with a mutual fund or a brokerage firm. Uh, so it's been well-received, and uh, we hope to keep it going. Very good. Let's kind of take a broad look at retirement first, because we're going to get again to all these issues specifically. Are most Americans, we have all these baby boomers now getting to retirement age, are most people arriving at retirement in good shape or not good shape as far as the financial planning they've done to have a decent retirement? Well, most are in pretty good shape. Um, you know, there's a significant minority that's not in good shape. And then another issue is there's a uh, there's a group that's in good shape right now, but if there's a, a tumble in the markets or they have some uh, unexpected uh, expense or other event in their retirement, well, then, then they're going to be kind of uh, drifting to being in bad shape. So there's a, you know, there's a, a nice minority that's in really good shape. There's a group in the middle that's in good shape, but uh, outside events could knock them off track. And then there's a substantial minority that, that needs some help or needs to make some changes. Now, there was this recent SECURE Act that was passed by Congress. Uh, was that a significant act, and what are some of the things people should know about it that will help them in their retirement? Yeah, it's going to make a big difference, um, mostly good, but, but a few bad things in there. SECURE is an acronym for uh, setting every community up for retirement enhancement. And the main part of the law is uh, to uh, you know, make it easier and less expensive for small and mid-sized businesses to establish retirement plans. Uh, it also allows uh, businesses with retirement plans to uh, automatically enroll people easier and, and increase their automatic uh, contributions to the plan. And uh, for people nearing retirement, uh, it, it knocks down a substantial hurdle to offering annuities to people as they're approaching retirement. So it can become easier to convert that 401k plan into an old-fashioned pension plan by buying an annuity that's going to give you regular payments for life. It also uh, makes some small changes that are going to be helpful. Uh, going forward, uh, you can make a contribution to a traditional IRA at any age. Uh, before, you couldn't make contributions after age 70 and a half. Uh, another small change is it, it defers required minimum distributions to age 72, instead of age 70 and a half. So it lets you leave that money in the plan a little longer and also makes it a little easier to figure out when you have to take those distributions. Now, one negative part of the law, you know, these other things, they cost tax revenue. So Congress had to find a way uh, to make up that tax revenue. So it ended what we call the stretch IRA. Stretch IRA is when uh, your child or grandchild inherits your IRA as a beneficiary. Previously, uh, they could allow that tax-deferred compounding to continue working for a long time. They only had to take distributions over their life expectancy, so they could take a relatively small amount out each year, and if the, it was invested well, the IRA would actually continue to grow in value over the years, 
and they could use it for some big ticket item in the future, whether it's buying a house, paying for their children's education, or even financing their own retirement. But that all was changed in the SECURE Act. Now you have to, uh, if you inherit an IRA, most in most cases you have to empty it and pay taxes on it within 10 years. And this applies to a Roth IRA as well. So you have to empty that out and begin putting it into taxable investments uh, after those 10 years or sometime within that 10 year time frame. So that's been kind of a negative aspect of it that's affected the estate planning of a lot of people who plan to have their IRAs help out their children and grandchildren over an extended period of time. But those are the highlights of the SECURE Act. Do you think in fact medium and small sized businesses will start offering retirement plans? I and mean, they still need to afford it. This is gonna make it administratively easier, but do you think that will become more common in small businesses? Uh, it's going to make it administratively easier and reduce the cost. The I think the real issue is, are the big financial services firms going to put together packages of retirement plans that comply with the SECURE Act and that really do make it easier and cheaper for these small and mid-sized businesses to establish their plans? I don't think too many of these small and mid-sized businesses are now going to go out and, and set up a plan on their own. I think it's going to be up to uh, the financial service firms as well as the associations that these small businesses belong to, to kind of get together and put together some kind of package that's attractive for these businesses that have not put in a plan to date, make it attractive for them to finally offer some kind of a tax deferred saving plan uh, to their employees. Do you think that these small businesses would match employee contributions as is common today in big companies? Yeah, that's going to be a big issue. The, uh, the small businesses I know, uh, they're really hesitant to do a match uh, because it's not something they can adjust easily going forward once they've established that match in their plan. Uh, they kind of have to do it each year no matter how their business's cash flow is going. So I, I think a small business is, is much less likely to match the way a larger business does and I think the ones that do, they're going to match at a much lower level, put that maximum match for the year, a much smaller amount than a large business will. And then you talked about the possibility of annuitization of a lump sum of a 401k. Is that in general a good idea for people to do? I mean, we have very low interest rates today. What kind of interest rate would people lock into? And is that a good idea to lock in for the rest of your life? Yeah, that's been the big trade-off is when they do surveys of people who are in or near retirement, they say the one thing they'd really like is guaranteed lifetime income. And that would be an annuity for most people. Uh, but when you look at sales of annuities, they're, not, they're, they're increasing somewhat, but they're not increasing greatly. And uh, the low interest rate, the amount of income you can get for each dollar you put into the plan uh, is not attractive to a lot of people. And I think that's been one of the major impediments right now. You would expect with the baby boomers more and more of them retiring and growing in numbers that there'd be much greater sales of annuities so people could get that guaranteed lifetime income. Uh, but you know, they look at interest rates and what kind of return they're getting from that annuity. And many of them are thinking, well, I'll wait until annuity or until interest rates get back to some normal level rather than locking in this lower level uh, for the rest of my life. And in fact, it's going the other way right now. We have interest rates plunging because of the coronavirus. The long-term 10-year treasury is down to almost 1% and dragging all the other rates down with it. That's probably one of the biggest questions you have from your listeners and your viewers. What do you tell people who need to produce income from their capital with interest rates as low as they are today? Yeah, they really need to look outside your traditional retirement income investments you need to look outside money market funds and CDs and government bonds. Uh, look at other investments such as preferred stock, closed-end funds, uh, master limited partnerships, and, and some other things. Now, those have more risk than these traditional retirement investments. So you have to uh, buy them when they're at low levels, when they're down uh, um, for a period of time, and then monitor them and decide, uh, you know, at some point you're going to reduce uh, one of these investments because another one uh, is looking more attractive. So these are not, I think, buy and hold investments. 
but they do offer substantially higher yields and income than your traditional retirement investments. And as long as you pay attention to them and move in and out of them, always make sure you have a margin of safety in your portfolio, uh, then you can get a decent yield uh, with a reasonable amount of safety. Now, some would say that people have done that and therefore pushed up the price of what I would call bond surrogates, like utilities, REITs, MLPs, preferreds, to unreasonably high valuations, and therefore they're risky. Would you agree with that? That's happened in some cases, uh, particularly with some of these closed-end funds where they used to sell at discounts to net asset value. Uh, they're now selling, in a lot of cases, at premiums, so you're actually paying more for the assets than they're worth in the market. Uh, the other investments, they go up and down. You know, people see headlines where they say high yield bonds are hot. So a bunch of money flows into high yield bonds, pushes up their value too high, and then they start to fall. And uh, But other investments are neglected in that time. Uh, so that's why I say these are not investments you really want to buy and hold. They're ones you want to look around in the market, buy the ones that are currently out of favor and then monitor them sell them when they start to make headlines, when they got big gains in them, starting to attract a lot of investment capital. So it's not buy and hold investments. There is some risk in it. What would be an example of something that you think <laughs> is currently out of favor and still attractive to get a, a higher than normal yield? Well, right now, excuse me, <coughs> preferred stocks are still pretty good investments. You can get a good yield. Excuse me. Sorry about that. Um, I, would, <clears throat> I would look at preferred stocks. I'd be very hesitant to go into high-yield bonds. REITs have been pretty good. <coughs> um, they come down a little bit in this coronavirus scare, but before that, they were good values. Uh, we're starting to go up in value at pretty good yields. So right now, I'd focus on those, plus uh, emerging market bonds have also been pretty good. They had a bear market from about 2016 through most of 2019. Uh, they've started to turn around, so you get a much higher yield than U.S. Treasury bonds, uh, but they're, they've been pretty stable, pretty safe. Uh, so the emerging market bonds, preferred stocks, and the, the REITs, I think, are the top three uh, income investments I'd look at right now. Very good. We're going to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Bob Carlson. He's the editor of the monthly newsletter and website, Retirement Watch. He's also written a book called The New Rules of Retirement and Personal Finance After 50 for Dummies. You can find out more about him at his website, retirementwatch.com. We'll be back after this. You may not be the greatest at getting places early, especially when traveling and getting to the airport early enough to avoid that, I might miss my flight anxiety. That's why I'm excited about Clear. Using Clear reduces your stress big time because you bypass those long security check-in lines. So you never have to run to the gate again. Clear helps you zip through airport security with a tap of your fingers so you can get to your gate faster and relax. Clear replaces the need for physical ID cards because the system recognizes your eyes and fingerprints to get you through security quickly. With Clear, you are the best ID. Enrolling is quick and easy. Get started online, then finish enrolling at the airport with the help of a friendly Clear ambassador. No need to make an appointment, and it takes about five minutes. Then you can immediately use Clear. Clear also helps you get through security faster at stadiums and other locations around the country. Clear members can, can add up to three family members for the discounted rate of only $50 a year. Kids under 18 are free when tagging along with a Clear member. I remember vividly when I was taking a flight out of Las Vegas, and the line at security would have taken at least an hour to get through, but I breezed right to the gate using Clear. Another time, when I was coming home from Orlando, I zoomed past hundreds of screaming kids with all their Disney costumes to get on my flight in plenty of time. Clear is absolutely the best way to get through airport security. It works with TSA PreCheck, too. Right now, listeners to The Money Answer Show can get their first two months of Clear for free. Go to clearme.com slash moneyanswers and use code moneyanswers. That's clearme.com slash moneyanswers and use the code moneyanswers for your first two months 
of clear, of your first two free months of clear. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Your leadership journey must be a continuous process of education and improvement. If you think you've learned all you need to know, think again. Find out the latest from contemporary authors on topics from character to values and everything in between. Discover insights into servant leader fundamentals along with your host, Tom Crea. Tune into Your Evolving Leadership Journey, Mondays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman. My guest this hour is Bob Carlson. He's the editor of the monthly newsletter, Retirement Watch. You can find out more about him at retirementwatch.com. Bob, uh, we talked a little bit about... uh, ways to earn high income in this environment. One of the things we talked about was preferreds. So is there a, a mutual fund or ETF that would be a, a, something you'd recommend in the preferred area? Yeah, there are actually uh, two funds I like. <clears throat> if uh, you want to go with a traditional mutual fund that doesn't use leverage, uh, doesn't trade on a stock exchange, I like a fund uh, called Code and Steers Preferred Securities and Income. Uh, the ticker for that is CPACX. Uh, it buys a wide range of uh, preferred stocks. It doesn't try to follow an index. It buys, uh, buys the preferred globally. So it gives you uh, a better chance at both safety and higher income. It uh, eliminates a lot of some of the uh, junky stocks <clears throat> that are in some of the preferred uh, indexes. Uh, so I like that one. What kind of yield does that <laughs> take, roughly? Say that again. What kind of yield does that pay roughly? Right now it's paying between 4 and 5%. Okay. And what is the other one? Then I like, uh, if you want to take a little more risk, get a little higher yield. I like the uh, Cohen and Steers Limited Duration Preferred. It's a closed-end fund. The ticker is LDP. Uh, it's paying a much higher yield now. It's uh, 7 or 8%, but it, uh, it uses leverage. Uh, so it can be a little more volatile if markets go down, uh, but uh, because it uses limited duration preferreds, it's less uh, likely to get hurt as much by interest rate increases. And uh, like the other fund, it invests globally, doesn't try to follow an index, uh, so they can eliminate uh, some of the junkier fund sauce preferred stocks that are in the indexes. So I like both of those, you know, just depending on. Uh, how much risk you want to take in return for getting a higher yield. Great. And then real estate investment trusts uh, would buy institutional real estate. What would be one or two either individual REITs or REIT funds or ETFs that you would like? Well, I like uh, also from Cohen and Steers. It's called Cohen and Steers Realty Shares. It's a, a traditional 
uh, Open End Mutual Fund, ticker CSRSX. Uh, it's been our edge. What really was the first REIT only fund? Uh, firms really uh, specialized in REITs. Uh, it's got an outstanding long term record. It's usually in the top 10% of uh, REIT funds over uh, any kind of period you want to look at. Uh, so that's uh, that's always a good way to go. It focuses on a relatively small number of REITs. Uh, so they they look into these REITs in great depth, and they buy only the ones that management is is pretty confident are in good shape and are going to do well. And then another interesting fund is a closed end fund, and this has a combination of REITs and preferred stocks in it. Uh, it's uh, called Conan Steers REIT and Preferred Income. The ticker is RNP, and it's about half REITs, half preferred stocks. Uh, it uses uh, leverage as well. Uh, yield is around 6%, and, uh, you know, the, the preferreds give it a good income, and, and the REITs uh, give it a good shot at capital gains. Uh, it's another uh, fund that uh, it's done pretty well over the long term and also done pretty well recently. Uh, so that's that's one I like where you get both of these asset classes in it. What would be another closed-end fund that's not preferreds or REITs that you would like uh, for income these days? Okay, uh, there are some. Uh, there's one I like. It's called uh, it's called Cohen and Steers Infrastructure. This buys a range of uh, infrastructure companies anywhere around the globe. It could be utilities, toll roads, uh, airports, uh, freight lines, uh, pretty much anything. Uh, so it's it's pretty well diversified, both uh, globally and as well as in industries. Uh, the uh, the the uh, uh, yield on it's usually around eight uh, percent. It's had a really good return over the last year. Uh, it's come down a bit in this correction due to the coronavirus. So the, this could be a good uh, opportunity to get back in it or to add it for the first time, but. Uh, it, it's had a very good uh, long-term record, and uh, you know, infrastructure uh, companies tend to be uh, some of the more stable companies uh, out there in the markets, uh, and they mostly pay good yields. So I think it's a pretty good income opportunity for uh, for an investor. And what's the symbol on that one? That one is UTF. Okay, very good. Okay, terrific. Those are some really great ideas. So now on the other side of income for individuals is Social Security. Um, is your, are you feeling pretty sanguine that Social Security is going to be okay, or do you think major changes need to be made in it to keep it uh, solvent? Well, it's going to depend on your age. Um, the, uh, the annual report from the Social Security trustees says uh, their latest estimate is that in 2034, the trust fund is going to run out. Now, uh, looking longer term, you know, every year we pay uh, taxes. Anyone who's working pays Social Security taxes or self-employment taxes that go to the, the Social Security system. And those are going to be high enough going forward indefinitely to pay about 80% of the benefits that are promised, even after that trust fund runs out in 2034. So it's really that 20% gap that's going to need to be closed at some point. And when Congress finally gets around to acting on that, I don't think they're going to affect people who are already retired or close to retirement. Uh, but younger people are going to look at a combination of higher taxes and lower benefits. So if you're, you're currently in that retirement uh, red zone, as they call it, uh, you can probably count on receiving uh, Social Security just as they're promised under, under current law. Uh, if you're younger, if you're, uh, say, 10 years or more from retirement, uh, then you're probably going to look at some changes going forward. Uh, also, if you're in or near retirement now and you have very high income, uh, Congress might decide to means test the program to, to close some of that gap and so either reduce the benefits or increase the taxes on higher income people who are already retired and receiving the benefits. But I think most of the burden on closing that gap is going to be from people who are 10 years or more from retirement right now. Well, we've been talking about this for ages and Congress <laughs> has done nothing. What's going to change to give Congress people the courage to go and make those changes? Well, Congress's normal pattern is to wait until the last minute before they actually act. 
And that's what they've been uh, doing so far. You might recall uh, President George W. Bush tried to uh, get some kind of reform in place during his second term, and nobody wanted to go along with that. And it's really going to be a, a question of uh, when the voters are going to start uh, telling uh, their congressmen and senators uh, that they want them to start working on this problem and not wait to the last minute because, uh, you know, the the longer ahead of time that they put together a solution, the lower the cost is going to be to each individual. But if they wait until the last minute, then the changes are going to be more drastic and the cost of each individual is going to be higher than it otherwise would have been. Since you say you think Congress waits till the last minute, let's assume that that's correct. What would that look like if they waited to 2033 or something like that to make a major change? Would the tax increases be enormous and the benefit cuts be enormous? Um, well, I don't think they're going to be enormous. It really depends where they do the cutoff on you know who's going to be grandfathered and keep the old benefits unchanged and, and who's going to uh, you know have to... Uh, to, to bite the bullet, basically, and pay for this gap. Um, I, I think they're more likely to lean on higher taxes in some way, uh, a most likely change. You know, right now, there's no Social Security taxes uh, when your income is above a certain limit, which I think right now is around $133,000 a year. Uh, they might just remove that. A few years ago, they did that for Medicare. The Medicare tax used to be have the same limit, uh, but they removed that a few years back because the Medicare trust fund is in worse shape. And they might do the very same thing with Social Security and say people are going to owe the Social Security tax and self-employment tax each year, no matter how high their income is. Uh, so that that's one group that's probably likely to, to have a severe change. Uh, I think for other groups, it's probably going to be phased in. Uh, the benefit changes will be phased in based on how old you are and, and when your target retirement date is. Very good. We're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Bob Carlson. He's the editor of the monthly newsletter Retirement Watch. There's also a website related to that. His latest book is called The New Rules of Retirement, and he also wrote one called Personal Finance After 50 for Dummies. You can find out more at his website, retirementwatch.com. We'll be back after this. Are you sick and tired of earning only 0.1% on your bank account savings? Well, it's time to earn much more interest by opening a Wealthfront cash account. Right now, Wealthfront is paying a 1.78% annual percentage rate on your cash. That's about 19 times more than the national average of 0.09%, which banks are paying these days. With that much of a higher rate, you can accumulate as much as in four months as it would take you 50 years to build up at a traditional bank. Every year you make New Year's resolutions like eat healthier, work out at a gym, or earn more money. Well, now you can keep that last resolution effortlessly with a Wealthfront cash account. There are no fees to set up an account, and your money is insured up to $1 million by the FDIC through their partner banks. It only takes $1 to open an account, which you can do quickly online or over the phone. Wealthfront currently has about $22 billion in client assets on deposit. Clients have earned over $70 million in interest on their cash accounts. In addition to being a great place to earn much more interest on your money, Wealthfront is an ideal place to manage your money. You can save, plan, invest, and get solid financial advice all in one place. In fact, my son, who works in the high-tech field, has moved all of his assets from a traditional brokerage firm to Wealthfront and put it in a managed basket of index funds that have performed extremely well. Right now, you can sign up for a Wealthfront cash account in less than five minutes by visiting Wealthfront.com money. Go to Wealthfront.com money and start earning 19 times more interest than you get from a bank. That's Wealthfront.com money. Wealthfront is not a bank. Cash account is offered by Wealthfront Brokerage, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Wealthfront conveys funds to partner banks who accept and maintain deposits, provide the interest rate, and provide the FDIC insurance. The annual percentage rate is subject to change. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790, 866-472-5790, Voice America Business Network. 
Do you or someone you love have a life insurance policy that's no longer needed or not affordable? Did you know that you can sell your policy for cash? Your reason for buying life insurance has probably changed. Thousands of Americans turn to life insurance settlements to help sell their policies. They act as your representative, getting the highest market offer for you. You've got nothing to lose by simply inquiring. If you're over 64 with $100,000 or more of life insurance, you may already qualify. Call 877-485-6681 to get your free non-binding appraisal or visit FundingLife.com. Life Insurance Settlements. Discover the true value of your life insurance. 877-485-6681. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Bob Carlson, editor of the Money Newsletter, the monthly newsletter, Retirement Watch, which you can find out about at his website, retirementwatch.com. Welcome back to the show, Bob. Thank you. Good to be here. You mentioned briefly that uh, the solvency of Medicare is in worse shape than Social Security. Tell us a little bit about the current situation with Medicare and what might happen to shore it up. Yeah, that trust fund is scheduled to run out of money sooner uh, than the Social Security trust fund. Uh, You know, like, uh, like Social Security, there are taxes paid each year. And also the Medicare uh, beneficiaries pay premiums each year. Uh, so it has two sources of income. Uh, but there, there really is no discussion of uh, what Congress might do to fund uh, the difference uh, once the trust fund runs out. Uh, in the recent past, they periodically uh, tried to make some changes, which usually involve them paying less money uh, to doctors and hospitals. But uh, each time they do that, Uh, What happens is that fewer doctors and hospitals uh, participate in the plan and and they decline to take uh, new Medicare patients. Uh, So, you know, that's really up in the air. I haven't heard any really serious discussion about uh, what might happen and and what policy changes might occur uh, once that trust fund runs dry. And what year is it scheduled to run dry? Uh, I forget exactly, but I think it's within uh, five years or so. So again, this is something that Congress would probably deal with at the last moment. What are the possibilities? Could they raise the taxes dramatically? Or as you say, when they cut the expenditures, uh, doctors and hospitals don't accept it. So it doesn't seem like they can cut expenses too much more. And demographically, the baby boomers keep going into the Medicare program. So what are the potential solutions? Yeah, they could uh, raise the taxes. They could also raise the premiums on the beneficiaries in the program. Um, Or they could just decide to fund it from general uh, tax revenue. Um, You know, that uh, they they have no trouble with deficit spending, apparently. So that that might be the way they go is just uh, uh, decide to fund it each year from general tax revenue until they figure out some longer uh, solution. So Bernie Sanders is running around leading in the polls at the moment on the Democratic side, saying uh, health care is a human right and everybody should have Medicare, Medicare for all. Say, let's just for a moment say Bernie Sanders gets elected, has a Congress that will go along with him and implements Medicare for all. What would be the impact on Medicare of that? Well, there's uh, there's a lot of things people don't understand about Medicare. Uh, Medicare is set up so that the premiums have to fund about 20% of the program each year. So the rest of that comes from the taxes. So if we do the same thing for the general population, uh, then really the government has to find a way uh, to fund 80% of our national medical bill, uh, which is going to be a lot of money. 
uh, also uh, individuals are going to have to pay that uh, 20% uh, in taxes and they might be how surprised at how high that turns out to be. Uh, in addition, uh, you know, if you make, uh, if you give everyone medical insurance like that, you're, you're probably going to increase the use of medical services. So we might, you know, people in Medicare right now find it's very difficult to get an appointment with a doctor and to get other treatments scheduled. It's usually months in advance they have to, to make their appointments. So if we shift uh, this plan to the general population, you're likely to see uh, doctor and hospital shortages uh, like there are in, uh, in Canada and, and Great Britain. And people might be surprised at how long they have to wait uh, to get their medical treatment and to see doctors. So you, you decrease supply of health care and increase demand. Correct. Without having the price go up. Right. Doesn't sound like you're too big a plan on this plan. No, I, I've seen how Medicare works uh, uh, just for the retirees. And, uh, I, you know, I, I don't think uh, the people who are cons considering applying it to the general population have really uh, thought through the details. So for people getting into Medicare today, there are these Medigap policies and Medicare Advantage plans. Uh, is that important for people? Because most people think Medicare is going to take care of pretty much everything. Right. That's a classic mistake many people make as they're approaching retirement is they, they just assume Medicare covers all their retirement health care needs. And that's not the case at all. There are significant gaps in Medicare that uh, many people don't realize until they've had their first uh, major medical expense uh, after age 65. Uh, Medicare does not cover a number of types of services. It doesn't cover any dental, vision, uh, doesn't cover the hearing aids. Uh, but most importantly, uh, there's a 20% co-payment on pretty much everything Medicare does cover. So you go uh, to the doctor or the hospital, uh, you're, you're liable for 20% of the bill no matter how big it goes. So if, if you don't have something other than Medicare uh, and you go in for uh, something major like cancer treatment or uh, a heart bypass, uh, anything like that, uh, a joint replacement, uh, those typically cost tens of thousands of dollars and then you're going to have to pay 20% of that no matter what the limit is. So that's why in addition to Medicare, uh, if you're going to go with original Medicare, you need a Medigap policy, also called a Medicare supplement policy, and that will cover all or most of the gaps depending on which type of policy you get. Another alternative is instead of going into original Medicare, go into a Medicare Advantage plan, which covers all or most of the gaps in Medicare and also offers additional services such as those vision and dental benefits. So, you know, Medicare, well, it, it's a great benefit to retirees. It's not the whole package for you. Uh, you do need to get one of these additional plans, either a Medicare supplement, and you also need a Part D prescription drug program because a regular Medicare covers hardly any prescription drugs, and prescription drugs are the major medical expense of most retirees. So you need to have those things covered as well as what Medicare covers. A lot of people think Medicare covers long-term care as well, things like going into a nursing home or having home health aid, something like that, which it doesn't. Do you think it's a good idea for people to get long-term care insurance? Well, there are different types of long-term care insurance now. There are the traditional long-term care only policies, which have had a tough time since the financial crisis. A lot of the insurers have gone out of the business uh, the ones that remained in the business have substantially increased premiums and, and reduced the coverage. Uh, and the sales of those policies are now well below 100,000 policies a year. So that's, uh, that, you know, it's still a, an open question of whether those insurers are going to be able to continue in that line of business indefinitely. Uh, an alternative now is what they call the hybrid or asset-based policies, where you buy either an annuity or a permanent life insurance policy, and it comes with some kind of long-term care rider or long-term care coverage, so that, for example, if you put in $100,000 to this policy, uh, if you need long-term care at some point in the future, this policy will cover two or three times the amount you put in 
in long-term care benefits. So if you put in 100,000, you might have long-term care benefits of 200 or $300,000, in some cases more. Uh, so that's the way you can go where you, you're, you've, you, your benefits are, are more clearly defined and you have less doubt about uh, premium increases in the future and what might happen to the insurance company. So either of those two are a way to go. But if you don't have enough assets to self-finance long-term care, you need some kind of insurance package. Yeah. Now, some people say that a lot of the medical expense is in the final year of life, maybe most of it when you get down to it. And that's what's really exploding Medicare costs so much. Do you think something might be changed where if somebody who's terminal or in the ICU for months and spending hundreds of thousands of dollars, that they'll cut them off from spending all that money, which is in a certain way, you know, not creating a productive life? Yeah, that's uh, actually what happens in a lot of the countries where there is a, a government-run medical system. They Basically, they ration care. And your age and your health, to some extent, determines whether or not you're going to get treatment. Uh, in the U.S., uh, in the Medicare system, if you're in original Medicare, you basically get to decide how much medical treatment you want. And if uh, you can't make decisions, your family makes them for you. And often people opt for uh, whatever options the doctors throw out there, if there's some hope that will extend life or or, uh, or make it, uh, or even cure the disease. Um, if you're in a, a Medicare Advantage plan, they might put more limits on it, but uh, really that is a major uh, expenditure in U.S. is the, the amount spent on based on that last illness. And uh, as the costs go up and as government gets more involved in medical care, it's also going to get involved in those medical decisions and, and put in some kind of guidelines and rationing. Yeah, that certainly seems to be what's coming. Very good. All right, we're going to take another break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Bob Carlson, editor of the monthly newsletter Retirement Watch. He's also written a book called The New Rules of Retirement, and you can find out more at his website, which is retirementwatch.com. We'll be back after this getting the greatest at getting places early, especially when traveling and getting to the airport early enough to avoid that, I might miss my flight anxiety. That's why I'm excited about Clear. Using Clear reduces your stress big time because you bypass those long security check-in lines. You can never run to your gate, so you never have to run to your gate again. Clear helps you zip through airport security with a tap of your fingers so you can get to your gate faster and relax. Clear replaces the need for a physical ID card because the system recognizes your eyes and fingerprints to get you through security quickly. With Clear, you are the best ID. Enrolling is quick and easy. Get started online, then finish enrolling at the airport with the help of a friendly Clear ambassador. No need to make an appointment, it takes about five minutes. Then you can immediately use Clear. Clear also helps you get through security faster at stadiums and other locations around the country. Clear members can add up to three family members for the discounted rate of only $50 a year. Kids under 18 are free when tagging along with a Clear member. I remember vividly when I was taking a flight out of Las Vegas, and the line at security would have taken at least an hour to get through, but I breezed right through to the gate using Clear. Another time I was returning home from Orlando, and I zoomed past hundreds of screaming kids with all their Disney costumes to get to my flight in plenty of time. Clear is absolutely the best way to get through air, airport security. It works great with TSA PreCheck, too. Right now, listeners to the Money Answer Show can get their first two months of Clear for free. Go to clearme.com slash moneyanswers and use code moneyanswers. That's clearme.com slash moneyanswers and use code moneyanswers for your free two months of Clear. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you a homeowner tired of making monthly mortgage payments with little progress towards paying down your principal? Does paying off your home in five to seven years without making larger or more frequent payments sound appealing? 
Paying off your home in full in five to seven years is really possible thanks to Truth and Equity's Mortgage Equity Optimization System, a money management approach that puts your money to work for you 24-7. If you own a home with some equity, have a decent credit score and verifiable income, you owe it to yourself to learn more about Truth and Equity's program. There's no need to replace your mortgage or refinance in many cases. The system works for new home purchases as well as current mortgages. Your home is your largest investment. Own it outright in five to seven years. Call Truth and Equity, 888-262-5540 or visit truthandequity.com, 888-262-5540. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Bob Carlson, the editor of the monthly newsletter Retirement Watch. You can find out more at his website, retirementwatch.com. Welcome back to the show, Bob. Thank you. Good to be here. So we talked about Social Security. We talked about Medicare. There are some scams aimed at Social Security benefits. Just tell us what people should watch out for there. Yeah, you know, in the old days, uh, crooks used to go down the street and grab mail out of mailboxes, and then they'd go home and sort through it looking for Social Security checks, and they'd try to cash them. And, and you know, that ended when Social Security started going to electronic uh, benefit deposits. Uh, but a few years ago, it created uh, allowed you to create what you call my Social Security account on the Social Security website, and that's been really good for people. They can do a lot through those accounts, and they're good to have. Uh, but what happens sometimes now, and it's getting more and more common, is these crooks will uh, will use these my Social Security accounts. Uh, you know, what you have to realize is you've probably had your, your information stolen at some point uh, because various businesses and organizations have it, and many of those have, uh, have had data breaches, and your information is probably for sale on the dark web somewhere. So what people do is they, they buy this personal information about people, and then they try to tap into my social security accounts. If you've already opened one of these accounts, uh, they try to go in there, figure out your ID and password, and then simply change the bank where the checks are being electronically deposited from your bank to their bank. Uh, another thing they do with someone who has not uh, opened a Social Security account, uh, particularly if they're, they're age 62 or older and are not receiving benefits yet, is they'll open up an account for these people in their names, uh, but with the crook's uh, bank account number instead of the uh, individual's bank account number, and they'll begin your Social Security benefits. You might not have wanted to begin them yet. You want to wait uh, until the benefit amount is higher. Uh, but if you're age 62 or over, uh, they can just go in and tell Social Security to start paying the benefits and then have them deposited in the crook's accounts. Uh, so that's what's happening is, is some of the thieves are using uh, these accounts to take people's benefits, to have it transferred to the Crooks Bank's accounts instead of the Social Security beneficiaries' accounts. And the way you protect yourself from this is open up one of these accounts, a My Social Security account, and then check it regularly. It'll tell you if there's been any activity involving your Social Security number in your account. It'll tell you if someone's tried to change the, uh, the bank account where benefits are being deposited or applied for benefits uh, in your name when you did not apply for benefits. So the best way to protect yourself now from these scams is to open up a My Social Security account and then monitor it uh, every month or two to make sure there's no unauthorized action going on in the account. I assume Social Security is aware of all this. What are they doing to stop these kind of things? Well, they have a big notice on the homepage of their website to warn you about it, for one thing. Uh, and then they use their, the, you know, the usual uh, uh, data protection things that uh, that organizations do. Uh, they try to uh, to look at the activity in accounts and monitor it. Um, so they are taking steps uh, and they are warning people about it. Uh, but really, it's up to you uh, to make sure that uh, you open that account and you monitor it and you notify Social Security right away. 
uh, some suspicious activities going on. Wouldn't it be easy to find the crook if you just see who owns the bank account where they've transferred the money to? Well, normally these are uh, overseas crooks, and the initial bank account is just a temporary account. Uh, so once it gets in their account, they move it to another account. Uh, the first account was opened uh, probably in a fake name and things of that nature. So it's, uh, it's difficult for them to, to really locate those crooks uh, because they put in this kind of chain of protection and also because they're in uh, they're overseas somewhere, usually in a country where uh, law enforcement is not that strong and, and they don't consider stealing Americans' uh, Social Security benefits a high-priority item. I see. What is the other big fraud you're seeing affecting the elderly these days? Well, what happens, uh, there, one big thing is, uh, is basically what they call affinity fraud, where someone you know or some organization you know is being used uh, as a way to get you to, to give up your money, uh, whether it's an investment through a friend or uh, through someone who says he's working with uh, an organization you're affiliated with or something of that nature. But, uh, you know, something where people can use something you think you know, uh, think you're comfortable with, try to let you drop your guard, uh, and then they'll, they'll use that to kind of get you to to buy items that don't really exist or to invest in things uh, uh, that don't uh, aren't really investments so they can just take your money uh, and then disappear. Uh, what we find is that as people get older, they become more trusting. Uh, they're less suspicious of people. Um, and so when someone makes a reasonable argument, they, they want to believe them. Uh, they don't want to be suspicious and that they're less likely uh, you know, to really look at all the details of it and to try to think what's wrong with it. They're more likely to believe what someone tells them and to, to give them money if it seems like a, a good product or a good investment. In about two minutes we have left, why don't you kind of sum up the difference it would make in people's lives and the kind of retirement they have if they take the kind of advice we've given here as opposed to not taking that advice? Yeah, it can... Uh... You know, there's not a big difference between a successful retirement and an unsuccessful retirement. It's really a few marginal decisions, uh, making sure you take Social Security at the right time, uh, making sure you don't have those big, unexpected medical expenses. So you close those gaps in Medicare uh, early in retirement and, and continue that throughout retirement. And, uh, you know, be on alert for the, uh, the usual traps that affect people. Uh, whether it's the, the bad investments, uh, the scams, uh, things of that nature. There are just a few things like that that really are the keys to a good retirement that's secure and to tumbling uh, into a, an insecure position just because you miss, miss some of these, uh, these key steps. Very good. We've given some great advice on some ways to earn some higher yields and getting Medigap policies and taking care of long-term care, and we took care of Medicare, and we took care of Social Security. So I think we gave people a lot of advice that can hopefully be helpful. Thanks so much for being a guest on The Money Answer Show, Bob. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Thanks again. We'll be back next week with another edition of The Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and The Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.